Welcome to Allendale Market Talk Podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. This week, Mike, we're going to talk about a couple of different things going on in the markets, uh, one of which is going to be the WASD report that is on Thursday of this week, trying to give us some guidance as far as how much damage have we seen or will we continue to see with this ethanol issue that we've had? And then how big does the USDA believe this crop is going to be as we start to move into the more uh, crop development cycle of things rather than the planting cycle. And then the other thing we're going to talk about is the continuing education on our uh, uh, on our podcast here, where we're going to talk about uh, technicals again. We're going to talk to this week uh, about support and resistance and how we find those numbers and what those numbers mean as far as how we trade them. So let's uh, let's get right into the uh, the USDA WASD numbers, uh, Mike. What are the estimates uh, showing you for right now? Right now, the estimates are showing that we're probably looking at a mildly bearish report. Uh, It doesn't look like anyone's really expecting too much of a change from the May Guasti report. Ending stocks looking to be bumped up a little bit for new crop and old crop corn and beans. Uh, But on the wheat side of things for new crop, looks like we are going to decrease it just mildly uh, by about uh, 200 – 20 million bushels somewhere in the estimate. Oh, that's where our estimates are sitting at. So mildly bullish on wheat, but not so much that it's really going to distract from the larger situation, which is this huge core number we're looking at. Our average uh, analyst estimate, 3.36 billion bushel carry out for new crop corn. Uh, which is so, still actually below the the estimate for uh, for last month uh, that uh, that the analysts had put out, not necessarily what the USDA had put out, but what the analysts had put out. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 bad, but there's still a lot of growing season left here, and that's going to be the the key is that you don't you can't necessarily judge uh, price action by Thursday's report. I guess is the uh, uh, the best way to put it because we do have some uh, some things kicking around out there that might uh, might give us a reason to think that there could be some uh, some weather premium thrown in at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, and like you said, that's gonna be something we see later on. As of right now, we do have a more confined uh, area that the analysts are looking at for this report than the last report because we know a little bit more about where the USDA's heads at. Uh, so. Again, you're not getting a lot of interest, but you're also not getting a lot of uh, big changes in the market. You're not getting a lot of good, solid information about any kind of supply cut, any kind of demand raise, something that will really help us one way or another. Uh, so that's just where we're sitting at with the last year report. This year, it just kind of seems like it's uh, a relatively m- more minor report than it is in mm-hmm. other years because we, we just don't really care about it right now. Sure. So, well, and something else to think about, and, and looking at these these estimates, is that they're looking for a decrease in production uh, out of South America uh, on this report. This will probably pretty much be the last uh, re- report on production for South America because they've they've pretty well finished their their harvest down there. But we're looking at reductions uh, in Argentina and Brazil for corn and beans which uh anywhere from uh, maybe a quarter of a million uh, quarter of a million bushels or quarter of a million tons to a million tons which um you know that's what uh, 37 35 to 40 million bushels so that could uh, that could have a little bit of sway to it plus as rich as 
continued to point out uh, when it comes to beans, we're actually the cheapest game in town for any delivery period uh, out to to new crop and into uh, basically November or December. Mm-hmm. Yep, we are extremely competitive right now, and it's been showing over the last week. We made a ton of sales. Uh, right now, we're just kind of hovering in that sweet spot where we were making sales and not really seeing uh, much effort to really pop us higher at this point, even though the numbers are telling us we should be higher. Yeah, I think there's a lot. Uh, right now, you've got uh, the July contract. You've got option expiration in, what, a uh, week and a half or two weeks uh, from now. Um, you've got uh, you've got this WASD report uh, this week. There's a lot of uh, of unknowns out there. Plus, as we start to really, t- uh, really start to look at the U.S. production side of things, uh, there are a lot of concerns about this uh, this heat and dryness uh, in the forecast in the uh, the six to ten day and the eleven to fifteen day. Uh, that as we start to move through the month of June. That could play a factor in pollination and starting to look at, uh, at forecasts for July. Yeah, very much so. But much like we saw last year with the planting problems, again, probably not something we're going to see really come into play for the price until we're in the thick of it. You're going to need to get past a couple of weeks of some hot, dry weather with an extended forecast of that hot, dry weather before trade really right. at this point cares. Right. And that's and that's not to say that even with that hot and dry forecast or or even if we see some sort of a a price movement uh, uh, once we get into the thick of it, that that doesn't necessarily mean that this this market's going to go crazy and we're going to see, you know, eleven dollar beans or we're going to see four dollar or four fifty corn. It's just that's a little bit of the the worry factor that the uh, the funds are going to put into this market especially when you're talking about the the massive short position that the corn uh that the funds hold in corn uh lightening up that position could help just to bring us back up to i don't know 365 375 maybe yeah a num- get us back to a number that at least we'll see some farmer uh selling yes we need to see that engagement uh with the uh with the farmers because uh, let's face it there's probably still a lot of old crop uh sitting in the bin or at the elevator unpriced and then you know new crop uh is uh is sitting in and just coming out of the field or coming out of the ground and these guys are going to have to start making decisions on whether they're they're selling cash doing their htas or buying uh buying board hedges right yeah well let's uh let's start to to look uh uh, inward now you're a you're a very big proponent of technicals when we uh when looking at these markets and and you don't necessarily uh follow a lot of fundamentals when it uh, when it comes to these uh to your your trading uh mike so let's talk about the fun or the technical trading and where it comes in with support and resistance first of all let's explain let's have you explain what support and resistance are so uh, even if we've got some new uh, some new listeners in they can at least get an idea of what we're talking about and then let's uh, talk about how we find uh, we find those numbers and what they mean when we get to them or when we get close to them yes sir so let's start with support and resistance support is going to be your area that comes in here and you are expecting to see buying coming in here so buying supporting the market moving higher Vice versa, resistance is going to be the place where you're expecting to see selling coming into play and holding that market lower. So with those terms now out of the way, there's three different ways that a lot of people look at finding support and resistance levels. One, 
previous areas of stopping in the market where the price action has paused and moved the other way. Uh, that's going to be your horizontal lines. You got your trend lines, which are going to be points connected from highs or lows uh, from various points on a trending market up or down. And three, your moving averages, 10, 50, 100, 20, 40. Those move, uh, moving averages is also where a lot of people are looking at support and resistance coming into play. And the big thing is really sticking with your method of support and resistance because anyone can draw trend lines. Anyone can find spots that we've paused, but it's how many times have we paused there? What kind of buying are we seeing there? Is there a lot of contracts sitting at the market there to help keep it supported or help keep it resisted or what? But the big thing is making sure that you're sticking to your way of finding support and resistance and not looking at every which way. All right, there's support at 331, 332, 333, because then you're just running into a big support zone that you're going to be looking at every little spot in order mm -hmm. to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the one of the things that uh, we've heard a lot this uh, this spring is talking about uh, the lack of resting orders in the market. Now, uh, explain how that uh, how how or why you would have resting orders uh, sitting out uh, in a in a market. Yeah, so resting orders are for a couple of reasons. One, like we talked earlier, farmer selling, where they're going to have orders sitting at the elevator, and the elevator is going to have orders sitting on the board to hedge. Or you got your spec traders that are sitting there and they have their orders sitting at a major resistance level. So say contract lows or a 50% retracement of the last move. And so you're going to stick orders there. So if the market runs up, it picks them up and they're not trying to chase it around. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing more engagement there. Okay, so it it could be it could be that uh, people are looking to either enter the market. Uh, let's say the 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 funds are short. Uh, or let's just say a speculative uh, short is out there, and uh, they've got an order working uh, above the market, above a recent uh, uh, a recent high, and that is their signal to uh, if it takes it out to get out, mm -hmm. get out of the way because they're they're going to limit their losses. But uh, on the other side of it, they could have uh, uh, other people that are that are bullish a market could have uh, those same those same levels in mind that if it takes out, let's say. Let's say use corn, for example, if it takes out uh, $3.40, that if it takes that out, you want to jump on board uh, and catch the momentum of that market. So you've got your orders uh, for two different uh, purposes sitting uh, sitting there, and they're mm -hmm. actually uh, doing the same thing. So if it's the speculative short, he's buying it to get out. If it's the, the bullish uh, farmer that wants to jump in and, and get long, he's buying it as well. He's just jumping on the momentum train. Uh, so that, uh, that can perpetuate seeing actually a bigger move once you get to to and through that resistance, correct? Right. And then if it comes into one of those major support resistance where we've we've stopped there so many times, you can even have the speculative player that is short that has their stop to get out double up on that stop. So not only they're out of their short position, but now they're entered into a long position, switch and reverse. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on where we've seen large scale support resistance in the past and how uh, trade is going to be looking at that. Is it a minor support resistance that we just hit once or is it a place that we hit five times? Mm -hmm. 
Right. Now let's uh, let's take a look at this, and this is not going to be specific to uh, to any given trade. But let's start, let's talk a little bit about uh, where we are today, and uh, what you would look at for support and resistance in both the corn and the beans. We're not giving any trade recommendations. We're just kind of giving some points on a chart that, and uh, as why they're uh, why they're uh, important. Yeah, so uh, you have yesterday's uh, point, which on the corn market, you can look at that and you can connect a couple of the uh, highs from earlier in the year. And actually yesterday's level comes in right at that downtrend line and we stopped there. So we see that that's a longer term downtrend line. So it holds a little bit more weight because it's been in, uh, in effect for so long. Mm -hmm. So you have that hitting you. Uh, on the bean side of things, you're looking at this channel that we've been moving at. And if you connect the lines from the 23rd of April and the 11th of May, you have the top end of that channel that came in that we broke above uh, Thursday and Friday last week, but we're not able to close above. So that's going to signal to you that you have a false breakout and the fact that you're back in the channel, which is a little worrisome thinking that we might go lower. Now let's talk real quick about that because you mentioned something that I, I I think we need to clarify here. So we broke out, we had a move uh, a move higher, but we weren't able to close above at or above that uh, that level that we broke out of. Does that mean necessarily that we're going to see the market uh, fail from that point, uh, or that was just a, a stop and pause at that at that point? Well, we're going to have to see whether or not we're able to break below that first day of the breakout below that low, which currently we're not. That's going to come in here on the July contract at 855 and a quarter. Today's low is 856 and a half. So as of right now, it could just be a pause, take a breath and go right back at it. Mm -hmm. uh, but if we break and close below that first day's low, more than likely we're going to go try and test or break the lower end of the channel looking at a head fake, much like a juke in football. You think mm -hmm. you're going one way, but in fact, it goes the other. Right. Okay. All right. Anything else you want to you wanna add to this uh, before we start to, uh, to wrap things up here, Mike? Uh, just when you're putting together these strategies, when you're putting together your indicators, make sure that you're sticking to a set of rules. Don't keep tweaking it to fit what makes sense in hindsight. Stick to the rules. Stick to your stops. Have the game plan in place. That's the yeah, that's very about technicals. Otherwise, you're going to lose on both sides. That's very good advice because let's face it, uh, if we look at the same picture when we're bearish versus when we're bullish, uh, it uh, it makes a a huge difference as to uh, to how you uh, you take that uh, position because you can look at a you can look at a chart and say, well, if it didn't go through here this time, the third time's the charm. It's going to go through, and your your bullishness. Uh, continues to to tell you that it needs to go, but sometimes that third, second, and third time that it can't go through a, a specific uh, resistance point means that that market just doesn't have enough oomph to get there, and that's going to be the the top for a little bit. So mm -hmm. something to something to watch there. Now let me get one prediction out of you here, Mike. We're going to go back to the WASD. Let's look at the uh, at the corn number. Average estimate: three point three six billion bushels for new crop corn. Give me an estimate on where you think it's going to be. Oh man. Um, 
Last month it was 3.318. I'm going to stick right with last month. I don't think they make a single change on this report. Okay. I'm going to go to the uh, to the bearish side of things because I kind of feel like, and I I know this will change, and I, I hope it changes, but I think they're going to increase yield just slightly. They shouldn't, but they probably will. I think we're going to see 3.385, so just shy of 3.4 billion carryout. Good call. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, for Allendale Market Talk Podcast, I'm Greg McBride. You can get a hold of me at 815-578-6165 or gmcbride at allendale-inc.com. And I'm Mike Long. You can reach me at 815-578-6177 or at mlung, L-U-N-G, at allendale-inc.com. Stay for Allendale Market Talk. You guys have a great one. 